0: Hi folks, welcome to the Game Week 11 preview of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Press and record on Friday afternoon as always, there's just one or two more pressers to go, but most of them are already complete. Saturday, FPL deadline this week, 11am UK time, 90 minutes before Fulham versus Manchester United kicks off. On today's episodes, I'll round up the pressers, answer listener questions, discuss captaincy and transfers for the weekend. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and leave a review if you get a chance as well. The team news ahead of the weekend. First stop, it's Arsenal. A few comments from Arteta on Odegaard, he said we tried to offload him a little bit because he had a little issue. He felt much better in the last few days. He will train today and if he's fine, he will be ready. So a positive update there on Odegaard. Smith Rowe, however, is out for a few weeks at least. And Arteta couldn't guarantee that Gabriel Jesus would be back before the international break. So good news if you're owning or if you're like me, you're tempted by a Game Week 12 transfer for Enketia for that Burnley fixture. There's nothing from Emery at Aston Villa just yet. At Bournemouth, they're still without their goalkeeper Neto. So the likes of Haaland and I'm hoping Alvarez as well will have a big weekend. Nothing from Brentford yet either. At Brighton, Estupanen remains out. But Lamptey is available. Hopefully, we'll see a back in the near future. At Burnley, striker Foster is unlikely to feature due to illness. Bayer, who's on my bench, has been since game week one, has returned to training. So, hopefully, he's back in the starting 11 soon to give me a bench option. And midfielder Colin is suspended. At Chelsea, Mudrick is back in full training. And Brogia might make the bench for the Monday night game. A Crystal Palace Eze is back. He's going to be in the squads. Probably won't start, I would imagine, but I think he has been training for about 10 days. That comes as a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect Izzy back just yet, so we'll see where he is in terms of fitness. So another midfielder to throw into the mix, FPL-wise. Mitchell has trained all week. I think Mitchell went off in Game Week 10, but he seems to be fine for Game Week 11. Nothing of notes at Everton. At Fulham, Diop is not ready to return, but Tete, Adirabio, and Triori are working with a team. But those three are doubts as well. At Liverpool, a few comments from Klopp on Luis Diaz after his awful situation back home in Colombia last week. Klopp said, Yesterday he was part of the session. When he's with the boys, he was fine. But you can see he didn't sleep a lot. We have to see how he is and go from there. Anything that gives us a little bit of hope is good. We are waiting for good news. It's all about him, if he makes himself available or not. So, seems to be an ongoing situation and Diaz is obviously a doubt because of that. Luton, no updates, nothing new at Manchester City. At Manchester United, big blow Casemiro is out for a few weeks at least. And Lindelof is a doubt due to illness, so we could could see Maguire and Evans again, woohoo. Newcastle, Howe said Pope was fine after giving him a night off midweek. Fabian Scherr was a little under the weather midweek, although it's nothing to worry about as he was always going to be rested anyway. Botman, I've seen a few tweets from some journalists that said Botman could require surgery. So again, that's just some journalists reporting things. There was nothing specific from Eddie Howe. So I think if you have Botman, there's there's unknowns there. So I think you just sell him. And Isak is set to miss out again, as and and Target picked up an injury midweek as well. So he's also ruled out. Nothing yet from Nottingham Forest at Sheffield United. George Baldock, who is the cheapest player in the game, I think at three point eight million, has had a few more days of training. So we could see him in action in game week eleven. At Tottenham, Postacoglu, this was on Thursday, comments on Udogi. Postacoglu said, we will see how he progresses. There's a few days until the Monday game. He's progressing through it and we will assess him closer. So still a doubt for Monday is Udogi. I think it's okay to sell him also. Ben Davis is unlikely to be fit and hasn't trained. So if Udogi and Davis are not going to play we could see Emerson Royal possibly at left back. I think he came off the bench and played left back in the last game. At West Ham, suspend suspensions for Paqueta and Alvarez in this game, so we're probably going to see Thomas Soucek back in the starting eleven. And at Wolves, big big blow. Pedro Neto is out for a few weeks at least. He definitely won't be back before an international break. And my guess, given how he went down with that hamstring injury, that it could be quite a while before we see him again. Before I get stuck into the listener questions, a quick Patreon plug. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast, you find it useful, and you would like to support me, check out patreon.com forward slash General, where you'll not only support me, you'll get lots of FPL content in the form of iTest podcasts, Thursday night live streams, Q&As, and more. Question time. The first one is from Ryan Woods. Triple Captain Haaland during lower ownership or wait for the double game week? So Ryan's kind of thinking here, there's probably a decent amount of managers at the moment that don't have Erling Haaland, in many leagues in particular possibly. Is there an opportunity to triple captain Haaland this week when some people don't have him? So I I totally understand the logic here, but for me, anytime I get triple captain questions, it's kind of an automatic reply. I do prefer a double game week. Give me possibly... 180 minutes of Haaland later in the season versus 90 minutes I'm always going to go for the 180 so there is a possible double game week 20 for Manchester City which would be Sheffield United at home and Brentford so I will be waiting for that or possibly something else maybe even a Salah triple captaincy is not out of the question this season as well so for me captain Haaland is enough this weekend I wouldn't stop anyone from doing it if you think Haaland's going to get a hat-trick against Bournemouth You take the points and you run, and you hope the triple captains later don't do too well. So it's fine, it's viable, but it's not for me. I'll be waiting for a double game week. Good luck, Ryan, if you go ahead with it. Question from Andy Penman. Now that Jesus is apparently out for longer than first anticipated, isn't Ketia a gift for the next set of fixtures? Certainly could be. Well done to those who got on him last week at £5.5 for a hat-trick. That's what FPL is all about, getting hat-tricks from players that not too many people own. He's now 5.6, extremely cheap way into the Arsenal attack. I mentioned earlier in the episodes, I'm very tempted by a week 12 transfer for Enketia Because it's Newcastle this week, so not an easy fixture. But if he plays, if he starts again, if he performs well, even if he doesn't score, if he just puts up some good underlying numbers and passes the eye test... After this Newcastle game for Nketiah, it's Burnley, Brentford, Wolves and Luton. Very nice run of four games. And if Jesus does miss all of those games, we don't know yet if he will. But I think you get Nketiah. And Enketia is not a problem in your team until you actually see Jesus back on the pitch. So, 5.6 million, good fixtures, great team. Very, very tempted. I don't have Saka. And the priority has always been Game Week 12 gets Saka back. But... There's a, there's a potential route now to maybe swerve sack it and get Nketi instead. I'm also open to maybe getting both players in game week 12 and just really attacking those fixtures. So, absolutely, Nketi is a gift at the moment. And I'll be watching his performance very closely against Newcastle. Question from Shane FPL. Do you think we might be falling into the same trap with Palmer as we did with Jackson? Chelsea as a team have massively underperformed their XG stats this season. Good question from Shane I certainly wouldn't put Palmer and Jackson in the same boats. Number one price, there's about two million difference. Also, Palmer has penalties, whereas Jackson didn't. And even though he's he's young, you know, Palmer's been in the league for a long time with Manchester City. He's he's more proven Premier League wise than than Jackson is. And I think Jackson's still struggling to adjust to life in the Premier League. I thought Jackson was pretty poor against Brentford. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was back on the bench for for the Tottenham game. I think Palmer's been fantastic. Again, like in Ketia, he's a gift in terms of price and routes to points. Uh, on the topic of XG, which Shane mentioned, Chelsea are 8th in the league for XG, with a figure of 18.55. That is from the scout members area. So they've got an XG of 18.55 for the season. But they've actually only scored 13 goals in 10 games. So the lack of goals is a slight concern. And also the fixtures. Next three for Chelsea. Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle. And the Tottenham and Newcastle games are both away games. So it's maybe not the best time to buy Palmer. I was close to Wild wildcarding this week. Decided not to. Um, still don't think I'm going to do it. I'm not going to definitely say no just yet. But if I did wildcard, Palmer probably would go in just because of his price. Um, but again, the fixtures don't look great. The lack of goals for Chelsea is not great either. So I feel like around... It's probably around game week 15 or game week 16 where I'm looking at Palmer coming in. If he's still on the team at that point and he's still performing well and taking penalties. But again, find a plug him in there. You know, For example, if you're making a double move or a triple move this week or next week... If Palmer enables some big moves elsewhere, absolutely fine to put him in there and fine to play him in any fixture, I think, given his performances and those penalty taking responsibilities. Question from Testimony. Who's the best sub-6 million Pedro Neto replacement? This is a really tricky question to answer because there's quite a few options that are very viable now under 6 million, but the million-dollar question is who is the best one? I'm slightly biased here because I own Anthony Gordon. I don't feel great about Gordon after watching the Wolves game. I'm hopeful more than expectant in terms of points from Gordon. He's got Arsenal this week and then it's Bournemouth the week after. So Bournemouth is probably the money fixture. Um, hoping he does something in that one if he's still in my team at that point, that is. The obvious place maybe for Neto owners to go is to teammate Hwang. Because he's been having a very good season, but I do have slight concerns over Huang now that Neto's out. I think Neto's arguably the most important player in that team and in that attack. And you know, without Neto, maybe Huang's goals drop off. I expect him to drop off anyway. It's it's probably unsustainable at the moment. But again, fixture if it's short term, Huang I think has Sheffield United this week, so it's very very attractive. So Neto to Huang is fine, and maybe you jump off to someone else later, maybe a Palmer. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Gordon is still fine, but maybe not this week because it's Arsenal. You've got Douglas Luiz as an option. A very good option, I think, but he does have four yellow cards, so he's got that against him. And I still like Edingra at Brighton as well. So maybe, maybe the obvious move is the right move. Maybe you go Neto to Huang for Sheffield United and then you reassess it from week to week with Huang. And there is other options there in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I still do like Gordon, but... You know, I felt better about buying them last week, fixture-wise, than I do this week when it's Arsenal. Question from FPL Bafana. I feel that FPL this season is a choice between being patient or reacting fast. And I'm being punished for being patient. This game week, I have one free transfer and I can move Sterling to Sun, which feels right, but would rather be patient and better attack game week 12 with two free transfers. Is this a mistake? I would say and I'm sure people listening to this will just be screaming into their headphones saying, just get Sun, because being patient is a you know a proven strategy that works quite well over the course of the season. But sometimes if you're in a scenario and you can buy one of the best picks in the game with a free transfer, in that scenario, I wouldn't be banking. Um, Sterling to me is not a fantastic FPL asset, especially with the fixtures. And Sun is probably in the top two or top three best picks in the game at the moment after 10 game weeks. So, staring to Son for a free transfer for me is a no-brainer. Get it done, get Son in and he could be in your team for quite a while. So, yeah, staring to Son, absolutely go and make that move today. Question from FPL Vice. Is Eze a better option than Mbumo and Diaby with this run of games now that he's back in the squad? So, again, back in the squad doesn't mean he's going to start. So, I feel like you don't take a risk buying Eze just yet until you see him start a game that could ease him back in after the layoff, And he's certainly not a better option than Mbumo and Diaby at the moment because, first of all, those guys are fits and they're firing. Again, Mbumo and Diaby, two of the best budget picks in the game so far this season as well. So I would avoid Eze for now until he's back up to speed. And prioritise Mbumo and Diaby instead. The fixtures are good though for Crystal Palace. Next five, they are top of the fixture ticker. Question from X Timer Is Gabriel playable this game week and can I roll a transfer? If not, who is a better replacement for Botman, Gahey or Dawson? Gabriel is playable this week, not an ideal fixture. I do fancy Newcastle to score. Some people will be worried about Gabriel now that he was on the bench again but I think that was just a rest and he should come back in now and start a good run of fixtures again. Gabriel is fine to play this week but if you're like me and you don't have other bench options I still think Salem's probably okay. You know, I don't have Shimakas and Gabriel the Shimakas to me sounds absolutely fine. Shimakas five in the next fi- six, five of the next six why am I struggling with that? Five of the next six fixtures are good for Simakas and Liverpool, so plenty of clean sheet potential. Simakas has got attacking potential as well, taking some corners. So Gabriel to I think is okay. On the flip side, I always like rolling the transfer. Once you get to game week 12, Gabriel's got Burnley at home and you're probably happy to keep him long term then. If you've got Botman then I probably think, I think you do sell Botman and then you bench Gabriel and you start whichever player comes in. I think Gahey's a good pick. Like I said, next five fixtures are great for Crystal Palace. Maybe if you have Johnston, you might not want to double up. But if you're on Ariola, for example, Gahey coming in, I think is a pretty solid transfer for Botman. And then you bench Gabriel, you hope Newcastle score and you hope Crystal Palace keep a clean sheet. So again, in that scenario, I probably would make the transfer. Dawson is fine short term, but I was having a look at it uh, Dawson plays Sheffield United this week, which is great. But Dawson has somehow managed to average 1.6 points per match, less than two points a game. Uh, and it's Arsenal and Tottenham in the near future for Wolves also. Get Gehi for the longer term, great fixtures, and he is averaging four points per match, which is a lot better than Dawson. Question from Chris Winsup: What about Trent to Shimikas to free up cash? Or should I stick with Trent? I certainly stick with Trent, I think, just for the for the looting game alone. I can understand you wanna free up the cash, go from one fullback to the other. But if it's a case of if it's a case of banking your transfer instead, just bank it and then Much easier to move that cash around next week with two free transfers. Question from Dave. When do you start to prepare for the blank game week 18 and the possible double game week 20 and the December rammed schedule? So yeah, we do need to start thinking about this, especially benches. My bench is extremely weak. It's something I don't want to ignore for too much longer. In particular, we're going into game week 11 now. After the international break, game week 14, 15 and 16 is over the course of course of one week. So we have a weekend, midweek, weekend, you know, three game weeks in about nine or ten days. So benches will be required for that due to rotation, so keep that in mind. In December alone, there are seven FPL deadlines, which is insane. That includes, I think, probably the first ever Thursday FPL deadline, which is game week 18. So we go from seven deadlines in December and then we're going to have only two deadlines in January. So from... Feast to Famine, the two deadlines in January are the 13th and the 30th, so that is going to be a very long month for FPL managers, but on the flip side, December is going to be nuts and lots of opportunity to climb rankings in a short space of time, so do start keeping this in mind, blanking game of 18, I think it's Manchester City and Brentford. Both teams possibly doubled in and gave me 20, not confirmed yet. But keep an eye on all that on Ben Crelin's Twitter timeline. And certainly, start getting your bench in order, I think, for this rammed period. Question from FPL Noble Gents. This question comes in every week. If you still have your wild card, what do you think is the best tactic in terms of when to play it? My automatic reply... Number one, it's always team dependent. I feel like my team's very, very close to needing the wild cards. You know, my bench is Bayer, Gusto, Nakamba. I only got 10 players out last week because of Gabriel. I don't want that to happen again. I don't have Saka. I don't have Sun. I don't have Mbimor, Diaby. I think there's a lot of changes I would make on a wild card. And that's why I was extremely close to playing it this week. Um, I, and I might play it in Game week 12 or Game week 13. I'm keeping an open mind on it, but that's very much dependent on my team and the current players I have and more so the current players I don't have. Um, if you still have it, keeping it for around that period of blank game week 18, possible double game week 20, is certainly viable as well, and I'm sure there's a few unknowns that will be thrown in as well, in terms of, you never know, weather could disrupt fixtures and stuff like that. So, again, team dependence. Don't be afraid to play it soon, if you feel like your team needs it, and if your squad's in good shape, you're probably looking to keep it keep it for you know around game week 18, 19, 20. on to captaincy transfers and my team now for the weekend. Captaincy, first of all, I think it's a straight shootout this week. Haaland is at home to Bournemouth. Sala is away to Luton. in two fantastic fixtures. I put a poll on Twitter yesterday. It got more than 5,000 votes. Haaland got 70% of the vote. Sala got 20% of the vote. And 10% of people clicked on see the results. So Haaland is winning the poll big time on Twitter. And I do agree with that. Haaland will definitely be my captain this week. I haven't given it any thought. I do have Salah as well. I just think the home fixture against Bournemouth, City putting up 4XG against Manchester United last week, absolutely hoping that Haaland destroys Bournemouth at the weekend. Salah, I fully expect to do well also, but I've got more faith in Haaland this game week. In terms of transfers, I've got one free transfer, I, I might roll my transfer, I might make one transfer, I might make two transfers and there's a tiny chance I wildcard tonight but I don't think it's going to happen. One free transfer option would be I really want Simakas. I think he's one of the priorities for my team. Uh, he's in a lot of other teams. I think he's a great pick and I feel like I don't want to get four or five game weeks down the road and think, why did I not buy shimakus at 4.5, 4.6 with good fixtures playing for Liverpool, taking set pieces. So... A couple of options I've been thinking about, Gabriel to Chimikas, but I still think Gabriel's a good long-term pick, maybe not a good fixture this week, but get the game with 12, you're happy as a Gabriel owner again against Burnley. Unlocking the Trippier funds is something I'm very tempted to do this week because Trippier, fixtures are not fantastic, it's more about the players I want in midfield, I mentioned them earlier, there's a lot of midfielders I don't have that I want to get. And some of them are expensive. So where do you go to get that money? Trippier is probably the most obvious place at the moment. And I feel like Trippier this week against Arsenal, obviously that's not a great fixture. If I keep him this week, I'm not going to want to sell him against Bournemouth. Uh, And the same kind of goes for Anthony Gordon as well. So I'm kind of open to selling Trippier this week. Unlock the funds, go to Simakas, and then either take a minus four on top of that this week. Gordon to Mbumo or Diaby, for example, or just leave it at Trippier to Shimakus. And that gives me a couple of million quid in the bank for transfers and game me 12, which would probably involve Saka and maybe even an Enketia in a minus four. So maybe, you know, I'm I'm look- I'm open to a minus four this week or next week, or maybe even both. If I'm not wild carding, I, I think it's important to be open to hits, even though I don't usually take them. So rolling a transfer would mean playing Gabriel and Trippier and then I would get to Gaming 12 and probably find it extremely difficult to sell Trappier because it's Bournemouth. So I feel like if, there, if there's a week to lose trippier it's probably this week because it's going to be harder to do so next week. Um, I've also noted down here what what happens if we hear that Alvarez doesn't start this weekend. So we often get Manchester City team leaks before the deadline. Sometimes we get team leaks 24 hours beforehand. I have no idea how it happens, but it does seem to happen. I'm an Alvarez owner. And one of the big reasons why I'm not wild carding at the moment is Alvarez is Bournemouth at home, and if I did wild cards, I probably would take Alvarez out. So it's quite hard to do so. But if at any point over the next few hours we get a team leak that Alvarez doesn't start for Manchester City, I think that'll push me towards a wild card, and I'll probably go someone like a Darwin Nunes instead, or a or a three-five-two formation with Watkins and Halland. So I'm keeping a close eye out for Manchester City team leaks so that could push me towards a wild card today or tomorrow morning. Um, I've also noted down here. I'm open. I looked at the wild card this week, and I felt like a wild card would be better suited for my team in game week twelve or game week thirteen. When you look at the fixtures, so I'm keeping a complete open mind on a wild card. It could be this week, it could be twelve or thirteen, or it could be later. Um, I'm all over the place with my wild card this season. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to just playing it, so I can stop thinking about it. I'm, and I know people are sick of me talking about the wild card. Um, someone commented this week on Twitter: "If I had a if I had a pound for every time." Gabriel General said this season that he's close to playing his wild card to be a millionaire, and you're you're probably right. So, to uh, so apologies for that. So, but I wanted to give you a heads up on where I am with possible transfers. So, I think at the moment on current information, the most likely thing I'm going to do is probably trip here to Shymakas, and that gives me flexibility game week twelve. So, the team would probably look like Johnston, Shymakas, Cash, and Gabriel, Salah, Madison, Bowen, and Gordon. And then you've got Erling Haaland, Captain, Alvarez and Ollie Watkins. And like I said, if I do go sh- if I do go tripier to Shimakas, there will be a lot of temptation as well to go Gordon to an Mbumo or a Diaby with a cash. But I need to keep in mind Saka the week after. And, you know, I'll be asking myself, do I really need Saka next week or can I get Nketi in instead or something like that? So there's a lot going on here. Um... Yeah, keeping a close eye out on information, in in particular on Alvarez. So we'll see where the chips fall tonight or tomorrow morning when I end up actually making a move. But I don't think I'm going to roll the transfer. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday to look back on the action. So make sure you subscribe for that one. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can simply buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL General. Anyone who buys me a coffee these days gets a link to my FPL Discords. Talk to you all on Monday, Sports Social Podcast Network.